Welcome to the Home Inspector Marketing Podcast. Because you're a home inspector looking to increase your sales, improve your cash flow, and boost your bottom line, you are in the right place. For additional training resources on how you can grow your home inspection business, go to microreturns.com right now. And now, here's the podcast. Hi, this is Mike Crow, and I run a home inspection business. In fact, I've run a couple of home inspection businesses. The true joy for me, though, has been helping literally thousands of home inspectors build really solid home inspection businesses as well. We can help a single man operation be able to do over $300,000 a year, maybe all the way up to $400,000 a year as a single inspector operation. Even better for me is the 80 plus companies that we have helped be able to build million dollar home inspection businesses. I would like to help you be able to do the same thing. Hey everybody, this is Mike Crow, and we are back. Um, and uh, I am I am thrilled uh, today. We're going to talk about Chapter Four in the book uh, that changed everything for me. It, uh, originally, it was called uh, the E Myth, and so that's the version that I have. Uh, there's also another version of it uh, somewhere I have here. Oh, there it is, um, and that is called the E Myth Revisited. This is what you'll buy when you go to the store or look, uh, and you can underline some of the things that uh, are in the book that I'm there. Um, I just want to cover some important parts for you today. There are a lot of um, different ways that we've talked about in building your business. Um, since I did the last uh, podcast, I've had a couple of people reach out to me in one way or another. Um, one person reached out to me that's an old friend of mine that has been in uh, mastermind groups, and she said, my husband is thinking about going into the home inspection business. Uh, and I said, that's great. And, and then she said, and he's thinking about buying a franchise. And I said, okay, why would he do that? And she told me, and I said, um, I said, franchises are great things for some people, but for most of us, it's not because it uh, it creates a, a geographic territory that you have to have. Um, uh, it it means you have to give a percentage of the business anywhere from three percent on the low side if you're lucky, or maybe it's a fixed payment uh, up to around ten percent. Um, uh, of your your money to them each time, and within three years, uh, right around the three year point, everybody's mad uh, that buys a franchise because they realize that uh, they're not getting as much support as they want and need. Um, and so, what I did was I kind of became the unfranchised model, uh, and I tell people we're here for you as long as you need us, and then when you don't need us anymore, feel free to move on. Now. Here's the here's the reason franchises work so well, though, and we're actually going to talk about that. Oh, I don't know, in about three or four uh, more chapters, um, and uh, and it's so important. And that is they give you the structure that we're talking about right now uh, in this book. Uh, and the problem is that most people build their business wrong. Okay, even those people that go get a franchise, uh, they make the same mistake that we're getting ready to talk about, uh, and I want to make sure that you realize that. And then I had somebody else reach out uh, to me, and um, uh, bless his heart, he's been in business for six years. He's a good inspector. Uh, he's doing around 400 inspections a year, um, and he's driving himself a little bit crazy. Again, the reason that is happening is because they built the business wrong. Now, they did a good job at building the business. They just didn't structure it properly. Imagine if someone built a house, but they didn't put in all the parts of the house that they needed for the house. That's kind of what's going on with some of them. So today, 
Now, the last time we talked, uh, it was about the infancy of the company and how you get things running, you get it all up and running, and, and all that's great. And then chapter four is the adolescence. And this is when most people go in and they hire some help. And the vast majority of people, 99%, maybe 99.9% of the people that are growing a home inspection at least 10 years ago, um, you know, before I started coaching and teaching people, was that they would hire the wrong person. Now, sometimes people go hire admin help, okay, which is a pretty good thing, and they hire somebody to take care of the books and take care of maybe the phones or, or something along those lines, uh, and that person does, does a pretty good job at that. And then the, as the business grows, uh, the big thing is that uh, you, you step right in the adolescence business. Let's read a couple of little things here. Every business that lasts from the infancy must grow into the adolescent phase. So what kind of help do you get? Um, and... Uh, um, someone with, you know, that has the ability to do the technical help of a particular job in the business, okay? Someone with experience, maybe hopefully in your business. Now, this is a big step. You've taken a big step. You hire somebody and he's going to know. So here's the truth. He's going to figure out pretty quickly. You don't really know what you're doing. <laughs> All right. Now, some of you, that might hurt your feelings. And I will tell you, I just told people up front, I am building this from the ground up and I'm going to make some mistakes, okay? And as we make those mistakes, we're going to fix them. Um, so you just need to know as you hire people, just be honest with them. And here's the big thing is, hopefully, uh, you have a coach or you have a mentor or you have somebody that can guide you uh, so you can tell them you have a pattern of success that you're following. And hope, and if you listen to all of this series, uh, you're going to have the answers to that uh, and so much more in so many ways. You're going to learn some different things. In fact, I just did a recording last week that I know uh, my team is going to put out there somewhere where I talk about the business bullseye of when to hire somebody, when not to hire somebody, um, and who to hire first and all of that. So here's the cool thing is you hire someone and, and the thing is you make him almost like, um, you know, either, either one of two things. Most people make him the next inspector because they just, they've got so many inspections that they want to take that off of them. Some people hire somebody maybe to answer the phones and, and, and like manage the business. And, um, and then you need more help here and here and here. And you might even, you might even make the mistake of letting them hire those people. Uh, and, um, and then maybe what, training those people? No, it doesn't work that way. Not in our industry, but that's what happens in the book here um, in a lot of ways. So what happens is in most cases, you need to hire uh, someone and most people hire an inspector and then they train that inspector uh, and then life gets a little easier, okay? And uh, you can even leave town and, and some, some money is being made. So that's all sounds good. Uh, and so most people hire the inspector, um, and then maybe they even hire somebody to help answer the phones and all of that. Um, and before you know it, uh, you need another inspector, and, and then you need another inspector. If you're doing things right, uh, and if you're setting it up, kind of like we talked in the infancy business, um, but here's the problem is, you're, you haven't hired the right person. The big person you need to hire is the marketing person, and we'll come back to that, and we'll talk about that in depth uh, as we get towards the end of this, because if you don't have the marketing in place, then everything goes wrong. Uh, and so, as usual, uh, you tell people, um, you, you, you either tell someone to hire someone or you hire them, and, and you're hiring uh, the wrong people, okay? Um, and here's the strangest thing that happens when you start hiring other inspectors and someone to answer the phones, um, and that is that um, for a while, everything seems to be going great. 
And this really works sometimes for some people, all the way up to three inspectors and, uh, and everything seems to be going great. And then right around that fourth inspector, you have just tripped from first gear into second gear in your business and you don't even realize it. Uh, some things start going wrong. Okay, a customer calls to complain about the shabby treatment that they received from one of your people, and you're going, "What? No!" You know, uh, and then your banker calls because uh, the bank is overdrawn. Okay, uh, and uh, what happens is is that you reach in and you go, "Oh, I'll take care of that. Oh, I'll take care of that. Oh, I'll take care of that." Okay, and that's the adolescence phase. You start realizing that you know, if it's to be done right, you have to do it, which is wrong, but that's what you think. Okay. And in fact, one of the things that I hear people say all the time is, well, nobody can answer the phones as well as I can. Absolutely correct. Well, no one can do an inspection as good as I can. Absolutely correct. In the beginning. In fact, the best you can hope for in that first three years somebody's working for you is that they will do 80% of what you do. Now, this is why this is all important and why we'll talk about it when we get to like chapter seven is that you have to create systems for those people to follow. And your systems is what takes those people from the 80% to the next. But I am getting ahead of myself a little bit. So here's what the problem is, is you start, you realize you, you, you trusted everybody and maybe you shouldn't have trusted them as much as you did, all right? Uh, and you begin to realize that nobody cares about your business the way you do. And that's absolutely correct. No one cares about your business as much as you do. And if you think they do, then then they would be owners, okay? Trust me, they would go own the business if they wanted to do all the stuff that you're doing, okay? Uh, and so that goes from there. And then you find out that you're doing, doing, and doing the business even more. You're doing more inspections, and, and you're reviewing more reports, and you're doing more training, uh, and you're helping answer the phones when things get overbooked, and you're coming in late, and you're going in early, and uh, before you know it, everything kind of gets a little bit crazy, all right? And the more you do, all right, the less everybody else seems to do, and the less they seem to do, well, it all kind of just bubbles back onto you. And then... Then you start interfering with everybody. Now you start getting on everybody and saying, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing this? Why, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do this? And what you realize is that you're a boss. You never wanted to be a boss. I mean, you went into work to, to, to not be a boss. And ultimately, the boss interferes with everything. I'm going to tell you a real secret here real quick. The best bosses do interfere with everything. So you need to beware the 95%. I talked about this at one point. The world out there wants to tell you that if bosses would just leave people alone, they'd get the job done. I wish that were true. I really do. And I tell my managers, there's a reason we have managers. And that is, is because we have to make sure that the systems are being followed. Otherwise, people create their own systems. And it's important that they follow the systems we've created because those systems have gone through a lot of different um, metamorphoses to be able to be uh, successful, okay? But the boss becomes, you know, you become the boss. You become the manager, and uh, you become kind of a madman. And I have seen this over and over and over again. So it's not the world that's the problem. It's that you simply don't know how to do it any other way. You haven't been trained unless you've had some manager training, which maybe you have, 
I did. That was one of the reasons I succeeded, okay? And for you to act differently, you need a totally new set of skills. And there's two sets of skills that you have to have to make this work. One is you have to learn to be a manager. But there's a second skill we haven't even really talked about yet, and that is you have to learn to be an entrepreneur. You have to learn to be able to see the future, predict the future, and all of that. And we're going to talk about that even more. So here's the problem. You've reached the limits of your comfort zone. And the business now is driving you absolutely nuts. And so chapter five that we'll go into next time talks about the comfort zone and and how you have to handle it. And you have like, you know, three choices of how you're going to handle that. We'll talk about that in the next segment. But here's the big thing is, I want you to remember this, systems, people, and then resources. You have to build the right systems. You have to then get the people to run the systems that you're building. However, if you're hiring people and you don't have systems yet, people will build their own systems. And some will get it right and some won't. And then when you interfere with it, then they're going to get aggravated about that. And uh, they'll tell you, just let me do what I'm doing. It'll be just fine. But they have no risk in it if it doesn't work. They just go find another job. You your business suffers. And if your business suffers, well, you suffer. And we want to make sure that you set it up properly. So you set it up with systems, then you set it up for people to manage the systems, and then you go into the resources. So that's all for today. I do want to tell you thank you. I want to tell you, be successful. Be around those that are successful. Be around people that understand the types of systems that you need in your business. They're out there. I've trained 10 plus coaches in this industry, and they work with different operations and different uh, uh, groups out there. Some of them are just absolutely freaking amazing, all right? And they will help keep you on track, and they will teach you the systems that I created. I will also tell you, day-to-day, we're operating those systems right here inside TextInspect. And so that one guy that called uh, that's doing 400 inspections goes, you know what? I, I, I need to, one, I need to make sure that I build the right system for an inspection to be done. He says, right now I'm actually winging it, you know, and I'm going, wow, we can fix that like in a heartbeat because we know exactly the routine. We know exactly the tools. We know exactly what the report should look like. And it's probably a lot different than what you're doing. And that's okay. I'm going to say something very carefully here because people misunderstand this all the time. You don't have to do everything I tell you to succeed. However, the more you do it the way I'm telling you, the faster you will succeed. Maybe that sounds arrogant. Maybe it sounds egotistical. Maybe it sounds like somebody that's got 30 years experience that has helped right around 100 companies now become million-dollar companies, have helped thousands of people double, triple, quadruple, even 10 times their business. There are systems out there. And once you've written them down, it's very easy for you to be able to put them into place. So next time, we're going to go over chapter five, which is beyond the comfort zone. In that chapter, it gives you three important choices, and I just want to make sure you choose the right one. And I will tell you, there's not necessarily a wrong one, but there are some that will end up with you being more successful than others. This is Mike Crow. Be successful and be around those that are successful. Thank you very much.
We hope you enjoyed the podcast. And as a friendly reminder, if you're looking to increase your sales, improve your cash flow, and boost your bottom line as a home inspector, go to microreturns.com right now.